Welcome to Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original films and let you know if they're worth watching or worth skipping. I'm Brady, that's Thais, we're your hosts, and today we're looking at Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. That was a mouthful. (laughs) It's a 2020 American romantic comedy musical directed by David Dobkin that clocks in at two hours and three minutes. The Netflix description... When aspiring musicians Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah, heavy. <laughs> Deep. The longest. Like, <laughs> I feel like they needed like a long synopsis or yeah, a long description for a long title. Yeah. So they're like, we can't have like a short. It's well suited. Yeah. On Google, we have two small town singers chase their pop star dreams at a global music competition where scheming rivals, high stakes, and on stage mishaps test their bond. Dude, the Google description always stinks. <laughs> scheming rivals? Scheming rivals. I mean, I guess, I guess kind of, but not, not at the competition. Right. Like only back home in Iceland. Like yeah. Anyway, you know what? You're right. Yeah, we're ahead of ourselves. Let's, yeah, uh... we're we're getting ahead of it. Let's <laughs> let's jump into the ratings here. So IMDb, it has a six point five. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, we have a sixty three percent from the critics and seventy seven percent from the audience. We got ninety percent of Google users liked this movie. Look at that. So it seemed like it was enjoyed by most. Hmm. Most. And uh, so first, some housekeeping items. Let's get into the director and the cast. So the director, we have David Dobkin, as I mentioned before. He uh, his, his best movie, I think, is Wedding Crashers, um, which, I mean, if you're talking about like the best hundred comedies of all time, I think Wed- Wedding Crashers is on that list. That's just a that's a great movie, kind of an instant classic when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like like a romantic comedy that doesn't feel like a romantic comedy, kind of like Eurovision. <laughs> and some other director credits include Shanghai Nights, Fred Claus, The Change Up, and The Judge. The Judge like really sticks out on that list because all those other movies are very similar, you know, kind of slapstick comedies. And then you have The Judge, which is kind of a deep uh, movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and um, Robert Duvall. I've never seen it. It was good, but like a forgettable good. Like mm-hmm. I kind of forgot the judge existed until I saw it in the list and thought, oh, that was David Dobkin. Right. Like your face. I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. <laughs> so the, the actors we have, we have Will Ferrell, who played Lars. I feel like Will Ferrell doesn't need an introduction, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, SNL, Elf, uh, Step Brothers, Old School, Talladega Nights, and so on and so forth. We have Rachel McAdams, who played Secret. Again, probably needs no introduction, but she was also in Wedding Crashers, just like Will, F- Will Ferrell had a brief appearance in Wedding Crashers uh, cameo near the end. They all know so they were both other. in it, though I don't think they shared any scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. She was also in Mean Girls, The Notebook, Doctor Strange, Midnight in Paris, and so many more. We have Dan Stevens, who played Alexander Lemtov, the Russian contestant. He's a British <laughs> actor known for Downton Abbey, The Guest, and he played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. He was also the main character in Legion, a TV show. 
Oh, and FX. Yeah, it was incredible. And it was so funny. The moment he came on the screen, I was like, Jared, it's that guy who's like schizophrenic and like has superpowers and shit. And he was like, what? I was like, that FX TV series. Like, what? how was that not the description? Listeners, let me know if you understood right away what I was talking about by that description. Yeah, it's nice. Was that the Google uh, description <laughs> of the show? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, we also had Pierce Brosnan, who played Eric, Lara's father. You should all know Pierce Brosnan, an Irish-American actor who is the sixth James Bond and has been in Goldeneye and three other Bond movies. Using Dante's Peak, Mars Attacks, Mamma Mia, and the Thomas Crown Affair remake, which is such a fun movie, uh, and so many more. He's, you know, Pierce Brosnan, one of those guys, been around for a long time. Mrs. Doubtfire, that's, mm, he had a great true. role in that a long time ago. I think it's also uh, worth mentioning once that he's the best Bond, some would say. Some would say that. I, I think he was a fantastic <laughs> Bond. He's, he's, <laughs> He was awesome. He just got really bad movies, which was such a shame. It was like very mm-hmm. late nineties. So kind of like how Roger Moore was a victim of like the seventies bond. Like Pierce Brosnan was a victim of like the late nineties, early two thousands, just got like some really brutal movies, but yeah. he was fantastic. I thought you were just going to end it at a victim of the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Roger's still still kicking, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's about it for for the main cast. There are also guest appearances by Graham Norton, Demi Lovato, and a number of past Eurovision artists that mm-hmm. I didn't recognize at all. But I'm sure it was a delightful treat for people who are in the know. Right. I wanted to point out uh, just two actors also uh, that just kind of you know pop in and out. Uh, we have Michael. Uh, Persbrandt, Persbrandt. <laughs> How would you pronounce that? Um, just like a million. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, Mikael Persbrandt. Mi- Mikael, you think, or just Mi- Mikael? Mikael. Mikael. Mike. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> um, the reason why I wanted to point him out is because he. Um, recently is in sex education. So also loved by Netflix original fans. It was very, very fun to see him um, in this role compared to uh, the character he plays in sex education. And then moment of freak out for me was when, um, is it De- Demetrio, Nat- Natasha De- Dementro, De- Demetrio? I don't know how to pronounce her name. She plays um, Nadja. Nadja, is that how you pronounce it? I don't. I don't even know who you're talking about. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, what we do in the shadows. Have you seen that? Nadja, yeah. Let's pronounce uh, it. Right yeah, now. I've seen. I've seen the movie. It's uh... no the TV series. Oh, I, th- I think I saw the first episode of the first couple episodes. She, was she the like intern? No, she's one of the vampires. So in the TV show. They swap out one of the vampires for a female character and she just like makes the whole show. Right. She's I think Taika Waititi didn't do the TV show. He mm. directed and starred in the movie. Yeah. So um, very fun to see her in this movie. I feel like she plays the same exact character just, you know, in the 21st century and not a vampire. Who was she in the movie? Who's Nina? She was like the 
the choreographer. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just I love her. Yeah, I wanted good. to see more of her, but we'll get into that. So Brady, why don't nice. we start with why this was your pick? Give the are listeners. You, are you saying that like it was a wild pick? Uh, okay, we'll not, get there. Yep. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> why was it my pick? All right, now, all right, real talk. Mm-hmm. It's it's a dumb movie. It's a very <laughs> dumb movie. And when I, I watched it, probably in like February, which is just February might be the worst month. Just a dark, dark time, and we're in like you know month eleven of the pandemic. <laughs> And I put it on and I thought the first 20 minutes were just so brutal. I was like, okay, this is a bad movie. I was kind of not really even paying attention. And, you know, I felt like it was over the top ham. It was very like much a Will Ferrell movie, like a Mm. stupid Will Ferrell movie where all the jokes are like, you know, you see him coming from a mile away (laughs) and like they're super cringy and so obvious and, like, I don't know, at some point, like 20 or 30 minutes in, I started to get into it. I started to enjoy it. And like the music was good. Mm. So I guess fast forward, I picked it because I ended up really enjoying the movie and it, it, it was just a feel good movie. It wasn't, you know, it's a comedy, but it wasn't like I wasn't laughing out loud. It just felt like something that had heart. It reminded me of I saw I binged Ted Lasso about the same time. And it reminded me a lot of Ted Lasso and that it's just a feel good, you know, good vibes story. It has heart and I enjoyed the characters. It had a ton of flaws, but I think it really just comes down to, I finished it. I felt good. And, and I liked that. And I've watched it a few times since it's not mm-hmm. something I sit down and like, you know, hundred percent pay attention to. It's kind of a background <laughs> movie and I like the music and some of the scenes and whatever, but that's why I picked it. Um, in addition to the fact that I thought it was time that we do like a romantic comedy or something. <laughs> we have so many like creepy, like horror or thriller or something type movies. You don't so, think I'm it, thinking of ending things as a romantic comedy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's romantic in some way, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was just a pick me up of a movie. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's not, it's not brilliant. It's flawed. It's, you know, it's probably way too long. It's probably like 10, 15, 20 minutes too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I picked it and would love to hear your take because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if you agree with me. Okay. So thanks for sharing. First of all, uh, <laughs> This is a safe space. I feel this comfortable a- <laughs> opening up. <laughs> so you've been raving about this movie. <laughs> and Okay, let me, I'm using the words, I'm, I'm using the adjective <laughs> raving. Is that an adjective? I'm using raving loosely because you're not the type of person to like, go over the top like oh my god you gotta fucking watch this movie holy shit like your life isn't like you gotta fuck watch it nor did i do that here (laughs) right right you're not that kind of person but for the type of person you are for you to say oh i've watched it multiple times i was like oh my god this must be an incredible movie for brady to watch it like a few times so 
let me just start by saying I'm not a hundred percent a Will Ferrell fan. Mm. And I think this is where it's like not fair for me to say the next few things I'm about to say. (laughs) Because I'll give you though. (laughs) I'll give you okay. Here's my example. I like Will Ferrell in Elf. I liked him in Step Brothers. I liked him in Blades of Glory, which is kind of like this movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked him in Stranger Than Fiction, which like no one talks about. Mm-hmm. I hated Talladega Nights. I hated Anchorman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the jokes in this movie are more like Anchorman-y than I was maybe in the mood for or even like fathomed. Like, I don't think in my head I put together that this is a will for a movie. So then when suddenly the jokes, like you said, like you see them coming from a mile away and then they last for about another like mile. I'm just I'm out on it. It just like and I think this movie could have been half hour, 40 minutes shorter. Had they just like tighten up these jokes? Like uh, an example, um, (laughs) when they're in their hometown and they, you know, this duo was trying to sing at like a, their local pub and they're like, oh, we're going to sing a bunch of songs, whatever. And like all the, the locals want to hear is like this, like one dumb song that they like all love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, ding I dong. love that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> that guy. It was amazing. And yeah. Yeah. Ding dong. was a fantastic song. Well, yeah. It's an absolute banger of a song. <laughs> um, but what I, what I didn't like was so they play the song, they go outside for like a little break and they're like, you know, secret and Lars are like talking to each other. And that guy like walks out and he's like, play, I, I think young. And he's like, I don't want to play it anymore. And he's like, you're going to play it again. Cause I want it. And he's like, I don't want to play it. And he's like, you're going to play it. Fucking play it. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm going to play it, but I'm going to cuss you out. And then he like goes back in like the bar and he's like, Hey guys, he's going to play it. And everyone's like, Whoa. And then it turns back to like Will Ferrell. And he was just like, I really don't want to play it but I will play it, but I don't want to, but like, I'm definitely going to do it, but like, I really don't want to. And I'm just like, Oh my God, we get it. We get it. Like the joke was funny. The first time he said, I'm not going to do it. Okay, fine. I'll do it. We're like, ah, that's funny. But then like the fact that he kept repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, it was like, it's getting less and less funny. The more he's repeating it. Mm. And I feel like some people might find that funnier. Like the more he, like the redundancy of it is funny to some people. And for me, it loses its like charm. So for you to say, I thought it was interesting that you said the first 20 minutes you weren't into the movie. The first 20 minutes I was, I was like, oh, I'm into this movie. Like, this is fun. I was laughing like out loud. And then maybe 45 minutes into it, I was like, I'm out. And I still have another half, like another half of a movie to go. Like I'm I can't. I paused it at an hour and I was like, oh, I still have an hour. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was so done. So I started doing my nails. Um, so <laughs> I kind of checked out. <laughs> I mean, I still like obviously watched it since we we're here. <laughs> but I was very angry that I had to sit through the rest of it because there was just so much more rest of it. The rest of it was the best part, though. Was it though? So here's my thing. (laughs) Love the music. You're right. I mean, I so love Pitch Perfect. 
like I said, I like blades of glory. Like that's also another, like watching underdogs, like go through a whole competition, like just to see them. And I understand like with any underdog story, like they're going to go through like trials and tribulations, right? Like that's what makes their success like that much more satisfying, right? Like you're like, Oh my God, all the shit that they have to go through, like, what are the odds? And then like, they make it out of the top. You're like, Whoa. so I get it. It's that type of movie, but <laughs> it just didn't make me care for them anymore the stuff that they were going through, I felt like their personal reasons for being in the competition, like weren't that strong for me. And then like the funny bits of them, like maybe are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it based on like these little events? Like those also weren't funny to me and they were just cringy and I'm not, I don't not into cringy things. So this is definitely not a movie for me. (laughs) Because that's like the style of Will Ferrell. That, that's like his favorite thing to do. It's like those cringe moments that like, and he like, yeah, he'll, he'll just like linger on those and you just hold it out for like way too long. So a person like me who already doesn't like the cringe and then he's like forcing the cringe to last longer than it even fucking should. I'm out. Mm. <laughs> so that's how it was for me. But for our listeners who do like Will Ferrell, who love Pitch Perfect, who are into... I would say even like step up, right? Like just watching them like from the beginning, get, you know, doing like the whole like training montages and like all that, like getting into the competition mode and seeing all the other competitions and uh, uh, other competitors and stuff. Like I'd say, yeah, this movie's for you. But if you don't like cringe, if you're like me and you don't like cringe, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a PSA. A lot of I don't, cringe. I don't really like cringe either. <laughs> Look, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell guy. I'm Mm -hmm. I he was brilliant on SNL absolutely incredible he's fantastic in Elf Stranger Than Fiction um he he was fantastic in old school in Wedding Crashers I wasn't huge into like Anchorman or Talladega Nights I think those movies have their moments and but I'm not like oh well I love anything that Will Ferrell's in this didn't feel like an overwhelming Will Ferrell train of a movie. Like mm. I, it, I thought Rachel McAdams was absolutely brilliant in it. And when it first mm. started and they were together, I, I was, Oh, I was like, these people have no chemistry. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for Rachel McAdams for like having to be in this movie. Yeah. But I kind of forgot about that halfway through and she like really grew into that character for me and I could feel her passion for what she was doing and her songwriting and singing and her love for Will Ferrell's character and elves (laughs) and watching her come into her own while she was there she's so awkward hanging out with the Russian guy and you know at the party and stuff and during the uh the song along or whatever they called it like she started to sing uh and that was a great scene again it was super one thing about the movie is like really i don't know kitschy i guess for lack of a better word but like Mm. i guess what i've read about eurovision is the contest is it's kind of kitschy too and i feel like the movie played up that a lot (laughs) and that song along felt like it was an homage almost to like Eurovision and uh, the spontaneous singing that happens in musicals where just everybody all of a sudden knows what to do and what to sing. And they're all in harmony. It, it felt like a, 
a nice homage to that. And that was a nice scene. It was fun to watch. And I think that people who know Eurovision are going to like point out everybody who was in it. Like, you know, the violin player, he's probably somebody. Mm-hmm. And like each artist who came out and started to sing, I didn't have a clue who anybody was. <laughs> I recognized the songs. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't like really feel like a Will Ferrell movie to me in the same, like, you know, I put like Step Brothers and you know, all those like Adam McKay, Judd Apatow movies that Will Ferrell mm-hmm. does. I'd like all kind of put in the same category. I wouldn't put this in that category. It felt different mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And it wasn't in the, I'm not like a huge, I very rarely just like put on a comedy while I'm yeah. trying to find a movie to watch. or just never really in the mood for it. I'm more in the mm-hmm. mood for like a, a thriller or something. That's why <laughs> I do them so often. Um, and so this, this didn't even really feel like a comedy to me. It was, it was just, I felt like it was just a heartwarming movie. Like the no spoilers here, but they sing a song together at the end. And I just thought that scene was like unbelievable. Mm. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was fantastic. It was a great pick for that role because he was kind of, <laughs> kind of, he's good looking and he's gruff and he's, you know, doesn't want to be proud of his son. He's not proud of his son. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing his reaction and all the people in Husevic when they sang that song and at the end, I thought that like made the movie. That was just <laughs> an incredible scene, seeing how they reacted, seeing that the, them swell with pride. Um, that that kind of made the movie for me. All all the other jokes and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not one to usually laugh out loud at a movie anyway. I'm more like, right. oh, that was a funny joke, which is kind of like a psychopath thing to do, probably. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do split up your bananas and like okay. lay them out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> trying to make them last longer. It's a yeah, real just thing. Like trying to make your victims last longer by splitting Cut them that, up. Please. <laughs> Christ. Just like how you cut your victims. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> I have so many points to make. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, he would have had to have been 14 years old in order to have Will Ferrell as a son. Yes. I couldn't get over that. When I saw him, I was like, the first thing I wrote, I was like, how does he feel about playing Will Ferrell's dad? Like, what has his career come to that now it happens he's the dad all the time in of movies, a 58 year old man? All the time like- <laughs> in movies. You, know, you got 28 year olds playing 16 year old high school kids, and you got parents who are five years older than the their kids in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't, I was surprised the first scene that he shows up, I was like very surprised that he was in it. And in my head, I was like, oh no, like, I don't want him to be in this. And then what I thought was funny was that they were watching ABBA on the TV, supposedly performing in Eurovision in 1974, I think is what the movie said. Yeah, they performed uh, 1974. They won Eurovision that year. Yeah, Um, which I have a few more uh, comments about that. But I laughed so hard at that. Because the moment Waterloo started playing, all I could think about was Pierce Brosnan and ABBA. And I was like, is this the only reason why he got cast for this movie? <laughs> was yeah, because I, there's I going to be like, connection yeah, like an ABBA connect. Like, 
So, but like from what I've heard, he loved making Mamma Mia. Like everybody mm-hmm. who was in Mamma Mia raved about that experience. Yeah, except he wasn't good in it. So, like I, I was expecting him to sing in this, <laughs> and then I was kind of disappointed that he did it. <laughs> but then also like not not disappointed because I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> I love the man, but he cannot sing. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know. Uh, also. Okay, so before I get to this fact about ABBA performing Eurovision in 1974, uh, because apparently, okay, you know what, I'll say this. I was reading an article. um, It was a BBC article. And it's it's called Eight Things Will Ferrell's Eurovision Movie Gets Wrong and Two, It Gets Right. (laughs) I love in parentheses, in two, it gets right. Um, So one of the things that I got wrong was that, yes, ABBA did perform, but at the time, uh, Iceland wouldn't have, A, cared about Eurovision, and B, had, it like wouldn't have been broadcast to Iceland. So like they wouldn't have been able to watch it. And also that scene where all the parents are like drinking beers and, and whatnot, like they wouldn't have been doing it at that time either. It's strict prohibition laws. Because of the prohibition laws. Yeah. So, um, so I thought that was like an interesting fun fact, um, which is what blew my mind because I didn't know Eurovision was a real thing. <laughs> Come on. This is a safe space. This is a safe it is, space. It's a safe space. <laughs> it's a safe space. I thought this. You never heard of Eurovision. I've never heard of Eurovision. Me, the musician. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never heard of Eurovision, and I thought this was like a direct ripoff of like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, it's like a story like done before." Like, so I think like that's another reason why I didn't like this movie was because I was like, "Oh, this is just Pitch Perfect." <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't think about Pitch Perfect once watching this movie. I, I didn't make that connection at all. I thought they were completely different. Wow. Yeah, I thought this was. Pitch perfecty. <laughs> so, huh. uh, and you know what? There might be listeners out there who are as ignorant as me who don't know that you're a sexy sax guy. You never, you never like watched that video on repeat for ten hours. Yeah, but what does that have to do with Eurovision? That was a Eurovision. That was a Moldovan band performing at Eurovision. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, shut your face. Yeah. Wait, what are you singing right now? Oh, you, we're talking about different different songs then. Yeah, we're talking about different sexy sax. Okay. I was talking about Careless Whisper sexy yeah, sax. Yeah, okay. You're thinking of yeah. Careless Whisper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like coming into like a college like classroom this episode is brought to you by brady's voice (laughs) cut all of that (laughs) no literally cut all that (laughs) let it penetrate your soul (laughs) epic sax guy she said epic sax guy Um, mm, mm. yeah haven't seen that no have not seen that so no, I have never heard of Eurovision and this was reading. <laughs> so I watched it last night 
mm-hmm. was sad. And then I went to bed. <laughs> and then today I was like, oh, I should probably do some homework for, you know, the episode. That's when I was like texting you because I was like, does he know it's real? I was like, Brady definitely knows it's real. <laughs> I did. So I found out today. I was today's years old when I found out that <laughs> your vision is a real thing. And so to my surprise now, so I'm sitting here like shitting on this movie in my head, right? I was like, this is dumb. Like, it was just like, a, I don't know, it just wasn't a funny movie. And then I'm reading all these articles and they're like, they did such a good job. Like Eurovision thanks them for like having all these like amazing, you know, musicians, like artists get to like be featured on the film. Um, and I'm just, my mind is completely blown. So now I have like a more of like a, a admiration for it, like more respect because of it did I think it was a good movie no but I like that it's bringing something like Eurovision into like a household thing now if it if it was before it was not in my household (laughs) and I'm willing to bet that there are other people out there who also did not have this you know oh yeah uh, yeah you know we're we're Americans like why would we know about Eurovision right if it weren't for the internet, I wouldn't know about Eurovision. Mm-hmm. So mm. when you were watching the song along, yeah, who did you think those people were? <laughs> no fucking clue. <laughs> I, I didn't do it this time, but when I watched it, you know, months ago, I was I was like, oh, these are probably past winners or something. I guess I don't even know if there were any past winners, but they were all like participants or connected in some way. So I was like, you know, pausing the movie, looking them all up. Oh, who's this guy? Who's this woman? Where is she from? Oh, from Israel. Wait, what's Israel doing in this? From Austria. You know, they're from all over. And (laughs) you just thought that they were just like randos. I just thought, you know, they spent so much money on like Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. They probably can't afford like and um, Demi Lovato. I was like, they have enough. Like they could just get rid of oh, here's people. this. Here's this beautiful bearded man wearing a gorgeous <laughs> gown singing oh, Celine Dion beautifully. You God. just think that's just some rando. OK, I turned to Jared and I was like, I want my hair to be that shiny. That was my first. That comment. hair was brilliant. That I've never seen. I was like, that's a wig, right? There's no way that that hair uh, is like that. Yeah, beautiful. that's that's a good point. I mean, everybody be, in movies wear wigs anyway. Has, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, though, I, but I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. Gold. Gasp. Absolute gold. Oh, yeah. my God. I was so attracted to that person. But yeah, I just thought it was like, oh, like <laughs> American Idol. <laughs> oh, it's just this random violin player. Right. I was like, why didn't they get um oh what the fuck's her name? The Oh uh, the electric- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How why why do I know that name? That is brutal. Because everyone was into dubstep at one point in their lives. It was like, I was into Sterling dubstep Skrillex. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah see those sweet badass YouTube videos. Yeah. Right, because only YouTube, right? <laughs> yep. Uh YouTube, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they need the marketing. <clears throat> I think, like I said, I think the the movie played uh, homage 
to Eurovision well. From everything I've read, people were super supportive of the movie and thought they nailed it in terms of how they handled the contest and the the um, the artists who were in it, the events leading up to it. I, I think I read somewhere a while back that like you know the Russian guy throws a party at his house and that's like something the Russian artist will do every year, like mm-hmm. throw a huge bash at whatever mansion he's renting and whatever city that it's being hosted in. Because as they said in the movie, the the country that won the previous year's Eurovision mm-hmm. hosts the next year's Eurovision. Right. Um, and so I think that Eurovision fans appreciated that. And hopefully some people who saw it uh, stateside will you know, now be on board with it and maybe be interested in watching it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so that Will Ferrell saw it because I think his wife is Swedish. Yes. And she's the one who introduced him to Eurovision like mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and he, and he kind of fell like, in love with it right away. It's yeah. it's just this like, you know, spectacular, over-the-top, ridiculous, continent-wide competition. There's nothing mm-hmm. like it in the world on that scale. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And he, yeah, I think it was like in 2018, I think is when he was like, no, we like need to to make this. And like Netflix was like, okay, cool, we're gonna do it. But then like the pandemic kind of ruined um when it was actually gonna be released, and then it ended up being released like later. Which, and also because of the pandemic, Eurovision 2020 was canceled, much much like everything else. Um, so, 2021, I guess they were more popular because like more people knew about it. Like the movie did do a good job at um, mm-hmm. you know getting the word out. I guess like people actually getting excited about uh, what's going on. But I was interested, so. I mean, Netflix has, you know, a Brazilian amount of monies, right? And I was thinking, I was like, this is a really well-produced movie. I mean, the so many guest stars, right, in the movie, the production value is incredible. Like the fact that they're like actually like flying these actors out to like locations, like um, I mean, some of it you could definitely tell that it was, you know, fake, but mm-hmm. um I found um, I think it was also in the BBC article, which I'll 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 link it on um, our social media so that uh, you listeners can also read it because it's actually a really good article. But um, it said the production costs in Iceland were 3.6 million, out of which the Icelandic government paid close to a million dollars as part of the country's movie production um, incentives. (laughs) So it's like, it was just, it was a big thing for this like to to come to fruition. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they filmed in... Husevik, and I'm sure there are people who saw that small town of 2,300 people and thought, oh, we got to go there. Mm-hmm. I bet they got a nice tourism bump from that. And Iceland has already been getting a huge tourism bump in the last 10 years. It's become yeah. like a super popular tourist destination. Yeah. But they also filmed in uh, in the UK, mm-hmm. filmed in Israel. They They spared no expense on this movie, clearly. Yeah. The set pieces and the costumes, it was, you know, there was a lot involved. Yeah. Um, and for those of you wondering, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Main skin, Mon skin. It's an Italian rock band. They're the ones that won Eurovision this year. Wow. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it. The Italians. Incredibly wrong. Yeah. The A has a little circle above it. I don't know how to pronounce an A with a circle above it. Otherwise, I would just say main skin. <laughs> Here's a fun fact I came across uh, while I was looking something up. Worth mentioning once? 
It is. It's it's worth mentioning a few times. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be mentioning this for a while. Yeah. Is it about yeah. your main skin? <laughs> Got that. Back in 1988, uh, Switzerland won. And it was the last time a French language song won the contest. Celine Dion performed it. What? Celine Dion, you're probably surprised because she's not Swiss. She is Canadian. I mean, though, that makes me more surprised. I mean, less surprised. Okay, sorry. Go on. What? (laughs) (laughs) From, From what I could find, only the songwriter has to be from the country represented and they can get guns for hire, so to speak, to perform it. I I don't know what level of professional, because like, why aren't, why doesn't the UK just like get Adele to do it or something, you know, or why doesn't, you know, there's something like they could have gone Whitney Houston in the Mm nineties. So I don't know like what other rules are involved, but I don't think Celine Dion was like, you know, Celine Dion then. I don't even know that she spoke English at the time. So I thought that was wild though. I saw Celine Dion was a winner. I thought, what what the hell? That's crazy. Uh but yeah, seems seems wild. But yeah, yep, I mean Celine for a Dion, fake contest, Eurovision yeah, it's crazy that she won. For Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's wild. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, um, Different countries like weren't allowed to participate until like later on, like Iceland wasn't one of them to begin with. Um, Israel, I guess, now gets to. to perform. Yeah, that, that and, was strange to me. Uh, yeah, there's a reason for it. And in that article, it explains why. And I'm, I'm kind of blank. I can read it right now. But <laughs> but also that that scene that I think you're also thinking of, of the, the competition scoring scene. Right. Is that what you were picturing where they're like showing all the, the different countries and stuff? That was one of the scenes that I wish they had just cut uh, because that's one of the things that they got wrong in the movie. So I guess throughout the competition, like the semifinals, like you wouldn't know the scoring because they try to keep the scores until the end so that people don't like start like forming favorites and stuff like towards the beginning. So they're trying to keep it like as even as possible, like so that, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it, you know, you need that in the movie. You need right. that to and drive I, the plot forward and build the tension. Exactly. It was yeah. to build tension, but to me, it built more boredom. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought that scene was just like way too long. I was expecting them to go into commercial. Like I was expecting, like it was just taking so long that they're when they were like, oh, and the finalists are. And I was waiting for them to actually say, like, after this commercial break, like, we'll let you know. And then like cut to like some. How would you up- have done it? I just wouldn't have done it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) So you would just skip to, hey, Iceland, you you made it. Yeah. You need to show that scene where Iceland gets in by by the skin of their teeth. Right. So because if they were going by like the 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 rules, right? Where like they don't show the scoring until the end, that tension could have been naturally built of like shit well we won't know then if if we made it or not until the end like so all of this like would have been for nothing like we could be performing and not knowing that we've already been like voted out and then like maybe a person in the know like pulls them aside and like tells like maybe only tells secret or you know and then she knows but she doesn't tell Lars because like she I don't know is mad at him or like I don't know just added like another another plot point to the, the movie. I think it like, would have been more fun. 
than mm. having her like sit there and have like the weird scoring and then like Lars be elsewhere. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It was, it was just dumb. I didn't like it. <laughs> huh. Okay. I, I, was, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. well done. It was a good way to build tension in that scene. And, um, uh, and I, uh, Israel. So Israel is in Asia, but they made their debut in Eurovision in 1973. They're the first non-European country granted permission to participate in the event. And they were allowed to participate because Israel's broadcaster was already one of its members. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Oh, and speaking know. of broadcasters, yeah, the, the broadcaster in this movie is the guy that actually does it. Graham Norton, yep. And apparently... He's been like doing the, it for a long time. Yeah, in the real competition, uh, he like wouldn't have been doing like all his like little uh, commentary like throughout the competition. Right, you remain so, quiet while the songs are playing. So he yeah. wouldn't have been giving the play-by-play while they were on stage. <laughs> oh, but it, it worked It worked for the movie. Again, that's right. another thing that changed yeah. that, that I thought right. worked. But so like I'm learning the rules. <laughs> Because I, again, didn't think that this thing existed. I thought they made it up for a movie. So I thought these things. So for the listeners who also didn't know it existed, uh, the commentator, the the broadcaster does not commentate. Commentate? Comment. (laughs) What's the word here? I'm also foreign. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he doesn't talk over the music. But speaking of music, so uh, one of the first things I wrote down was can she sing? Can she play piano? <laughs> so obviously Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams. So looking it up, um, which brings me back to your favorite uh, scene there at the end with the song that like broke your heart or inspired your heart. I don't know. Did do anything yeah, lifted, in your heart? lifted my heart. Yeah. Interesting. I felt uh, a swell of emotion come over me. Wow. And that's saying something because you're a psychopath, as we already discussed. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> so I got this info from goodhousekeeping.com. And the article literally says, does Rachel McAdams actually sing in Netflix's Eurovision Song Contest? Here's what we know. And I'm like, thank God somebody knows, because <laughs> I didn't even know this thing existed. Um, am, am I doing the Will Ferrell thing where I keep repeating the same joke over and over and over and over again until you find it funny? Weird. (laughs) I'm doing the Brady thing where I haven't noticed. (laughs) So she actually does sing sort of. She, I would say she definitely sang when she was writing, writing her song and singing in her room. That seemed legit. So that was definitely her Um, on stage or anytime that they're performing. uh, It's a combination of her and a Swedish singer called Molly Sanden. There's an accent over the E. And they mix um, their two voices together. And they mix the two voices together. Yeah. She goes by My Marianne, for those of you who are in the know. And I'll post the link too. There's a video of uh, the both of them singing, like the two scenes side by side. So you can hear like when it's actually, uh, actually Rachel McAdams and when it's actually hmm. Molly, um, which is really interesting. So, which brings me to that, the song, um, the, the who, uh, who, Kusevik. 
Husevic, there we go, uh, song, which which was kind of like a big plot point in the movie of Sigrid saying, like, I wish I could sing in Swedish. Like, I want to sing in my own language. Icelandic. What did I say? Swedish. <clears throat> so it's a big plot point in the movie <laughs> where <laughs> Sigrid says, like, I wish I could sing in Icelandic. So in the song, she does end up, spoiler alert, she does sing a little bit in Icelandic. And did you look up the lyrics? I did not look up the lyrics. Okay. So basically what she's singing in Icelandic is, um, all I long for is to be with you, to be with you in Husavik by Skalfanda. Sure. My hometown. <laughs> so that's all she's saying. So, I mean, the whole song she's talking about, like, my hometown, I want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. And then she's right. just reiterating it in Icelandic. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really interesting and really neat sounding. Um, but yeah, the Skalfandi, Skol, I don't know, is a bay in Iceland situated close to Husavik, um, which translates to trembling, Husavik does. And what's cool hmm. is, um, yeah, because Husavik is known for uh, large earthquakes from time to time. So that's the name translates to trembling. Makes sense. Kind of neat. Uh, in the, the in opening scene, like in the beginning of the movie, where the duo is looking out into the ocean and <laughs> and secrets like, I love it here. And they like look out in the ocean, like two humpback whales just like come up and do like a little like twirl out of the, right. the ocean. Um, obviously the whales wouldn't have done that because like it's way too close to the shore, but apparently they do have like a slew of humpback whales, like all over the place. Like it's not uncommon for them mm, to see. And orcas. In orcas, yeah, to see them mm-hmm. close to the shore like that. So, um, so that was kind of like a nod to like it is beautiful there. Like, look at the mountains, look at these fucking whales. Like, why would right. you want to leave? So I did like those those little things. And I would say, in terms of the other singing voices, Will Ferrell, that was absolutely Will Ferrell. That singing. was all him. Yes. Dan Stevens, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. I forgot not. to look up who did his, but that brings me to my question. What was your favorite song? Husavik. Yeah. By a mile. Amazing song. It charted in Iceland, I believe. If I were to power rank the song, I'd say Husavik, Double Trouble, Yeah, Yeah, Ding Dong. (laughs) Well, Yeah, Yeah, Ding Dong can't even be on this list because it's just universally loved. Clearly. It's I'm power ranking the songs and those are my power <laughs> rankings. Okay. If I'm I, doing a Mount Rushmore, I'd probably put Masquerade on there too. That was a pretty dope song by the, uh, the Greeks. Mm, I just, I really love that lion one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, it got me. I was like, this is incredible. I think, and that's where like the, the pitch perfectness like hit for me was when they go and see the competition because it reminded me of Pitch Perfect 2 where they're seeing the sound machine. Did not see Pitch Perfect 2 or 3. Okay, so that's why. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. But definitely worth watching once or thrice or a million times. Pitch Perfect 3? No, 2. Oh, 2. <laughs> 3 is a different conversation, Brady. Keep up. Okay. Sleep at night. So I really liked the lion song there because it just reminded me of that same it it was just 
seeing like what they're working with and then suddenly like going to see the competition and it was just so over the top everything about it was completely over Mm -hmm. the top yep i absolutely loved it and i did i i enjoyed and didn't enjoy the fact that you got to hear like basically the full song throughout the movie um that was some one of my notes too was like i do enjoy hearing all these different songs but i thought each of them were played like for a little too long i was just mm. like looking for ways to like make this movie shorter because i it, it just felt like it, yeah it they, they should have long. they should have oh my god it's not an hour too long it was an hour too long you wanted to you wanted to watch a 63 minute movie not no <laughs> <laughs> oh okay a half hour too long i i think i think they probably should have trimmed 15 maybe 20 minutes yeah. 20 minutes yeah i think and they could have easily done that yeah which makes me think how much longer was it originally because this is the edited cut version yeah how much more movie have we have we missed should we buy like the director's cut and sit for six hours listening to them rehearse each and every single time no. No. <laughs> no. i thought you liked this movie <laughs> I, I do, but I'm not like a, I'm not a super fan. I don't want to like buy, buy a Netflix movie on DVD. Can you even do that? Yes. What? What? You can buy a Netflix original on DVD. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> you have Netflix to stream it all the yeah, time. But uh, Brady, I don't know if you know this. Movies don't last forever on Netflix. They like pull their shit all the time. What? What? They pull I, their own original movies. You're right. No, they that don't. Makes That's no the sense. whole point. You're of, right. That of makes no sense. It. I'm so sorry. Why not buy it on DVD? You get all the extra fun stuff like director's cut, deleted scenes. Whoever watches any of that more than once. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick moonwalk away after I saw the look on Thais's face after that one. Uh all the directors, extras, and what, uh, whatever, whatever they're called, all the extras are worth watching. Ones, Brady. We get the uh, the Dobkin cut on DVD. Okay, I will say uh, all the extras on the Coraline, like directors cut, like extended Blu-ray, whatever I own, I've watched it at least three times. I'm trying to find. Is this it? Great. No, it's an audio CD. I'm trying to find like a DVD for a Netflix movie. <laughs> black market yeah you're probably right there probably doesn't exist dvds right i don't know why not you you were so confident when you said that oh yeah i pull shit out of my ass all the time (laughs) i'm on to you now (laughs) 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 well we went off the rails there um what were we talking about before that thing that I cut that none of the listeners will ever I, know about. I have no idea. Um, How about we just have a sponsor break? This episode was sponsored by... Have you ever wanted to become singer, but your parents told you no because you would never make money, so they sent you off to boarding school where you could learn the technologies to make real monies? I did. And now I work for telephone part of insurance company. Every day I say... Hello, how can I help you not waste money on your death? If you don't want to do the same, call me. You won't be having to give up your dreams of singing if you call me. I'm Nadia, and I can make you best singer. I will teach you how to sing better than most. 
You will be the best if you believe you are and if you pray to the elves. I will even teach you how to reach the spirit note. It involves a lot of pain, but it will be worth it. So call Liberty Mutual number and whisper worth singing once into your phone and the elves will make it so you will be instantly transferred to me. And while you're on the phone, I will also sell insurance because you will need it for all the pain and death you will face learning to be perfect singer. You will be so good you will be able to go to the American Idols and perform at next Eurovision. Your voice will bring animals back from dead. So what do you wait for? Call me. So Thais, I just I have one more thing to say, I think. Mm. I just I'll I'll end it with this because I was on IMDb looking up the cast or whatever, and I saw the top comment on IMDb. And it says, just the the distraction I needed during a pandemic. Mm. And I felt that hit the nail on the head. And and that's why I brought up when I saw it. And, you know, it was the worst time of the year and like, you know, the worst during the worst 12 months that I feel like any of us have ever experienced. And it was, it, it was exactly that. It was just a, like a, just a fun, you know, no pressure type distraction. And I think that's why I liked it so much. If, if I saw that in 2019, I might feel differently, but at that time it, it worked perfectly. So just wanted to point that out. I think that's a really good point to, to point out. Um, because, okay. I can't find where I found it, but, um, I'm glad that you mentioned when you watched it because that this movie was number one on like Netflix film for a week for yeah it was just for a week and then fell to number eight I think and then it disappeared so I, I, I hadn't heard much about it I don't think anyone said anything to me about it or after mm-hmm. I saw it I think I managed it to one person and he was like oh yeah I loved it um you know, kind of felt the same way. I was super dumb, but like, you know, really mm-hmm. enjoyable, loved it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know a lot of people who had seen it. Yeah. But it came think- out like June or July last year, 2020. It came out in June. It came out like over a year ago. It was a month after Eurovision got canceled, which would have been held in May, I think. Mm, yep. So it came out a month after that. So I think like it was the perfect time for it to come out because a, like people who wanted to see Eurovision didn't get to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like it, it got scratched that itch. It scratched like yeah that itch for those people, and right. then too like everyone's we're you know we're still living through this pandemic, um, and mm. some people were looking for that distraction, that Will Ferrell comedy, you know, to just kind of forget about what's going on. So yep. I think like it, it was like the perfect timing for it to come out. It really mm-hmm. probably like lifted people's spirits. So I mean like who. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, but I'm just thinking like singing and dancing, you know, right off the, like right there, like right off the bat, like you, that just makes people happy. Yeah. No doubt. You yeah. know, so then you add on like the comedy, the flashy lights, um, maybe when it came out too, like people didn't really care about how long it was because time meant nothing to us during mm-hmm. lockdown. Um, but I'll leave you with my favorite quote was by uh, Kevin Mayer of the times. He said, this might just be the most idiotic movie of the year so far, but joyously. So, yeah, I 
completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, completely agree with that. And and one last one last fun fact, mm-hmm. I found uh, according to a 2007 study by the <laughs> University of Iceland, more than 60% of the nation, meaning Iceland, believes in the existence of yes! folk yes! or hidden people, elves mm-hmm. who occasionally lend a helping hand to humans. Yes. Uh, Support which, those elves. That's like my other podcast. Love folklore. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely I'm sure Iceland has some incredible folklore. Yeah. And I'm glad that they played with it. It wasn't just like a, a one-off mention and like, that's it. I'm glad that it, it like comes back. So you know how I feel. It's a, I say it's worth watching once. What's mm-hmm. your, what's your final take? Should people skip this one or. Uh, and again, you know, all things considered, everything that we've talked about, people can probably determine if they're going to be into it or not. Uh, people can make their own goddamn fucking choices. I'm sorry. I'm. That's damn right. I'm we're talking about the pandemic made me a little heated. <laughs> uh, so before I found out that Eurovision is a real thing, <laughs> I would have said, <laughs> skip it if you're not into Will Ferrell and his shenanigans. I think that's fair. If you're not a Will Ferrell person, like probably don't watch it at all. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you like hate Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. Then definitely. I mean, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, even if you do hate Will Ferrell, maybe try this one only because mm. Rachel McAdams and it was, she was Eurovision yeah. and because everyone loves singing and dancing. So if you're that person out there who hates women <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners brady's jaw is like out to lunch he, he is so surprised he looked around to see that where that was a shocking. Where did that come from? I can't <laughs> wait to hear how you're going to finish this thought. Don't let me interrupt you. Where is this going? Well, I was thinking if you hate Rachel McAdams, then I was like, why just stop at her? <laughs> Carry on. So, uh, so if you hate women, <clears throat> if you hate Will Ferrell, you hate singing and dancing and you hate the euro the the euros <laughs> but the sad thing is that all these people exist everyone you just mentioned exists uh then yeah skip the movie but if yeah. you like any and all of those things then definitely this is worth watching once i love it yeah I can't get over you like looking around like where did that come from? <laughs> if you hate Will Ferrell, if you hate women. <laughs> you know, because those things go together. <laughs> if you hate women, you probably won't like this movie. <laughs> yeah. There are women in it. <laughs> go watch 12 Angry Men. Oh. 
thanks for watching. <laughs> Wait, thanks, thanks for listening. For listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut that. Don't cut that. That was perfect. <laughs> Hit him with the real one, Thais. <clears throat> if you've enjoyed this episode... <laughs> Please check us out on Instagram. We're worth watching once on Instagram. We're WW1Pod on Twitter. Um, we're slowly but surely working on our website. That's going to be up soon for you guys. And the best thing you can do to support us, you know, because if you're if you've hung out with us for this long, you definitely love us. We love you. Thank you. I love you. Love you guys. Uh, Word of mouth is great. Tell your friends, you know, share our podcast with everybody, post it on social meets and um, tag us so we can see like who you are because we'd love to send you more love. And also, if you truly, truly love us and you don't hate women, leave a five star review on iTunes. You know, tell us that you don't hate women. Tell us how much you, I don't know, might also dislike Will Ferrell. Let us know if you're a whale watcher. <laughs> as long as there's five stars connected I to that comment. I love whale watching. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. Great that- whale content. Five stars. <laughs> love watching this podcast. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Peace.